For over 30 years, Lexus has been celebrating driveway moments. But this year, driveways hosted some new traditions, like graduation parades and birthday parties. Celebrate the season with the Lexus December to Remember sales event. Find exclusive offers on our most popular models with contactless delivery. Now through January 4th. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. Click the banner to discover more. Gamers, thank you for listening to another episode. Thank you for subscribing and downloading a new episode of the Retro Gamers. Larry here. And Anthony here. All right. We had a little bit of uh, uh, audio difficulty before we started recording, but I think uh, we're, we're in the clear right now. Oh, well, that's good. Um, between, <laughs> between, your, yeah, between your computer and whatever technical difficulties you have going on, maybe my computer got yours sick. <laughs> <laughs> They've been playing together for too long. Yeah, I don't know. It's time. It may be time for me to invest in something new, or uh, or not, because um, my laptop just sucks. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, this iMac, you know, I say Mac, go Mac. I know they're expensive, but they last. And for what you do, you may benefit. Uh, very true. However, I am a, a proponent of just because my computer is like massively slow now doesn't mean it's time to get rid of it. It just means it's time to clean it. Um, because it's just, you know, you install a bunch of stuff and then you don't know how that stuff, you know, messes with your, messes with your system and then it gets all screwy. And, you know, I honestly think it's always worth cleaning it out first before you run out and spend more money on a new computer. Fair enough. So, um, but then again, you know, computers are obsolete like three months after. <laughs> yeah. So. They're starting to turn like printers. Like printers are so cheap now. Instead of just getting new ink, just throw out the printer. Get a new one. I know. My printer cost me like 30 bucks and it, and it ran out of ink. And I'm like, should I buy more ink or just get another printer? And then I'm like, but that's such a, a waste of poor hardware. <laughs> <laughs> recycle. Recycle. Yeah, exactly. But, um, you know, <laughs> uh, I mean, it's like it's crazy uh, that – uh, it's so cheap to make these things now. I mean, even laptops. I mean, if you go if you go price a laptop, I don't know, you know, because I'm sure people listening will be like, God, why would you even buy a laptop anymore? Because so many people don't buy laptops. It's I know, right? You, you got tablets and your phones. That's about it. Yeah, tablets and phones, and phones the size of tablets. That's all you <laughs> yeah, really need. So, phablets. Those are called phablets. Yeah, oh, phablets. I okay, love that. So name. phablets. Yeah, you got tablets and phablets. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, but you know, I I like an actual. You know, I like a computer with a keyboard attached, like a full keyboard where I can sit and type because, mm-hmm. you know, I write. Um, Fair enough. And, yeah, and writing on a tablet or a phablet, even with a um, keyboard extender to me, doesn't work. Like I have a, I have a keyboard exten- extender for my Kindle, but the, um, the delay from when I type to when it shows up on screen – yeah. is just – it's just so uncomfortable to sit there and type and then look at the screen and see that it's not done yet. <laughs> Because <laughs> then I'm like, oh, did it get it all? Is it, uh, uh, you know, is it, or did it miss a word or two? It, it's just weird. So no, uh, <laughs> just no. <laughs> all right. Well, we'll see. Uh, you know, the uh, 
when when the retro gamers money starts rolling in, then maybe we can just haphazardly start to, you know, replacing computers left and right. Yes, exactly. Uh, it's going to get to the point where computers are as cheap as printers, and it's just like, <laughs> oh, look, a glitch. Throw it out. Yeah, pretty much. It was Throw funny. It out, the other day, I was, I was, uh, it was a meme that popped up. I, I forgot the full extent of the meme, but it was like, remember, like uh, 90s kids or kids today don't won't know what it's like to give your computer an STD, and it was a picture of the LimeWire logo. Uh, <laughs> and that's very true. LimeWire was the easiest way to... Um, LimeWire? Mozilla? <laughs> uh, um, um, uh, Back in the day. Yeah. Mozilla now is yep. good, but... Mozilla and uh, BearShare. Bear, I forgot about BearShare. What was the other M? Morpheus or... or, or... Yeah, Morpheus. Morpheus, yes. Oh, Morpheus. I must have M-O- gone. It was like M O R P H E U S. Yes, I must have gone through. Oh, Kazaa, remember Kazaa? Oh yeah, I remember Kazaa. I easily, no joke, in college, I probably went through about two or three computers. Like, thank God my uncle was throwing away computers, like from his business office. Uh, like he, like he didn't need them, so he would just wipe them clean, give them to me, and I was, you know, I knew a couple friends in the computer department even though i was a computer science major you know we would kind of redo it but i was able to get some computers off of him but i went through so many because they kept crashing (laughs) well yeah of course they're gonna crash i mean because you're you're using the yeah i mean it was it's just so much easier to uh to download viruses back then because uh you're uh BitTorrent. Oh God, yeah, Bit BitTorrent. All that, all that stuff. You know. <laughs> welcome, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to college in the late '90s and early 2000s. I know exactly. So yeah, you know what? It, it, it's kind of like uh, talking about retro gaming in a way. You know, <laughs> retro kinda, computing. It, uh, here, I'll, I'll I'll bring it all together. Snood. <laughs> oh, snood. <laughs> like 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 the first online game, like web based game. Kind of, oh, sort you, of, or at least a big did, one. Did, and did you play it? Oh, I did play. I wasn't as obsessed as a lot of people were. Like there were people at the college, uh, like library, just playing mm-hmm. Snoot all day. And for those who don't know, Snoot is basically bust a move. Um, yep. Well, all right. Let me even rephrase that. Those who don't know who bust a move is, because even that's an old game. It's kind of like um, Brick Breaker or Asteroid, not Asteroids, uh, Arknoid. I mean. You know, yeah. it's just a uh, kind of sort of really but well, no, it's one of those things where you shoot bubble, you shoot bubbles to the top of the screen, and when you get three in a row, they disappear. <laughs> oh my snood! Oh my god, dude! Hey, but you know what? I mean, that was that was gaming back then. That was, it certainly was. Um, so uh, yeah, that's <laughs> so that was uh, that, that was a nice uh, return to memory lane there in college. <laughs> Yes. Um, God, I remember, you know, and I remember how long it used to take to download something um, <laughs> all day, literally. Yeah. Like, like, you know, because, you know, modems, modems weren't fast back then, because um, remember, I mean, at that point, we were still dealing with modems yes. like, uh, or like the slower modems yeah. where it's like, oh, you know, like um, I just upgraded to like 128 or uh, <laughs> 128 bits per second. Not 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 even not megabytes. <laughs> You know, 128 oh bits per second. Um, and then, uh, yeah, like uh, downloading like 
you know, like one song, like the way you download a song from iTunes now, it's almost instantaneous. Yeah. Um, but back then it would take you like, oh, 25 minutes to download a song. And I remember my college campus would pretty much short of cut off the internet to the dorm rooms would severely, severely, um, uh, slow down the bandwidth into the dorms, like during the morning because everyone kept eating it up and it was, it was bad for the classrooms. Yes. Oh yeah. Um, I see, I never did that when I was actually at school. Oh no. No, well, you no, never no, really no. dormed. No, I didn't dorm. Yeah. Um, I didn't dorm, but even still, you know, like, because I would see people do it at school, you know, yeah. on the school computers just for the hell of it. Uh, but, <laughs> Very uh, true. <laughs> yeah, I used, to, I used to stay away from that because I'm like, you know, if I'm going to destroy a computer, I might as well destroy my own. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. And, you know, it, it was funny, too, because with, with, with college, college is where – and I went to college from 1998 to 2002. I probably should have went longer, but – um, and I remember college is where this whole, to me, the whole retro craze, uh, really, really kicked in. Yeah. College. I remember, I remember going like walking down the hall in my dorm and all of a sudden I heard the, the old school legend of Zelda theme. And at this point, I, I think the newest system I probably had was the PS2. Uh, mm-hmm. that was the newest system. And I just remember walking down the hall going like, what? Like I haven't heard that song in a in a long time, and I went down the hall, and and, and a buddy of mine, a neighbor of mine, brought in his NES from home, and like I never even dawned on me to to even bring in an old system, yep. uh, let alone I was trying to bring in the new ones, and that's from and that probably was yeah probably like ninety nine two thousand maybe two thousand one, uh, and that's where this whole retro craze to me really kicked in. Oh um. Jeez, I don't see. It's hard for me to say when the retro craze kicked in in general for me because I don't remember getting rid of all of my systems. <laughs> like, like I remember, like, uh, like I remember when Funko Land first came. Ah, and 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 again, and they hit they and you know they they hit people like us at the right age because we're like. Um, cause you know, I remember like going to college and that it was always about what's the newer technology, mm-hmm. what's the cooler thing. And, you know, you had PlayStation and then, um, PlayStation came out and N64, like, and, uh, you know, it was like all these, the graphics were cooler. So Funko Land had come out like somewhere around the mid nineties. Yep. And it was the perfect, perfect opportunity because it's like, oh, you know, my sis, my old systems are just sitting there. My old cartridges are just sitting there. I might as well trade them in, get something for them. And then I can buy, you know, then I can get cool new games because also this was the era of when, you know, we were probably working part time, not making much money. So we couldn't buy all the games we wanted immediately um, unless we had parents who were, you know, saps. Um, (laughs) So it. Uh, I'm not saying anything. What what do you? That was an admission of guilt right there. Oh, big Uh, time! (laughs) (laughs) Only child. (laughs) But um, but you know, so I do remember selling off most of, if not all of, my consoles and games at the time, with the exception of, I think, when it was the um, for some odd reason, the Genesis Sega CD. When I got to that one, that's when I stopped trading in it. Like I remember, I remember saying goodbye to the NES and the SNES mm-hmm. at the time. Um, but not, but for some reason I didn't want to get rid of the Sega Genesis. Cause I liked, I was, I, I feel like I was one of the few people in the world who liked the Sega CD. Oh yeah. Uh, and I didn't want to part with the Sega CD. So I was like, Oh, I was like, I'll hang on to this one. So I think out of all of my console, well, at least for 
the older consoles that I have pre PlayStation One. Uh, okay. The 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 Sega Genesis Sega CD is probably the only original one that I have left. Like the other, like the uh-huh. NES, the NES I rebought, I believe. Um, no, it's quite possible the NES may be mine. I don't know, but the but needless to say, the NES may not be mine. The S the Super Nintendo is definitely not my original one. Um, neither are the two Ataris that I now have. <laughs> um, yeah, so, um, so, but the point I was trying to make though is that I never really stopped, re- like like I never really stopped gaming on mm-hmm. all of my older stuff. It was like a brief period. Uh, it was the Funko Land years, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and then I very and then I very quickly realized I did not want to, uh, I did not want to trade in my stuff. Fair enough. Yeah, I went through a, I went through a craze for a little while where I was trading in games, uh, yep. and some of that I, I do regret. Uh, but I mean, well, I, not really because back then, I, I, you know, it's not like I was doing it for desperate. You know, I was just I was like, All right, I'm done with the game. Let me move on. The idea of trading it in to get credit was good. Yeah. Uh, yes. Would I have rather kept it stuff? Of course. But yeah, I, I'm gonna take that back, saying regretted. Uh, but I would have liked to have kept some stuff. But to be honest with you, it would have been in my parents' basement. And then, like I mentioned before, in 2000, five years ago, actually, right around this time, five, five years, years ago, yeah. it would have all been saturated with seawater as the basement got flooded from Hurricane Sandy. Thank you, Mother Nature. <laughs> what a shame! Absolute shame. <laughs> Mother Mother Nature does not know when it destroyed. Well, no, it destroyed. It, it trust me, it destroyed. It destroyed a lot more than games. Well, yeah. Um, well, of course, they, but you know, for gaming purposes, uh, yeah, no. But yes, for gaming purposes, it was devastating for uh, for for you, um, which is sad. Um, <laughs> and of course, the biggest loss was the Virtual Boy. Ah, uh, not sorry. <laughs> For of everything, the only thing Anthony's happy about with Hurricane Sandy is the loss of the Virtual Boy. Terrible it's, about it's, everything else. It's quite possible that the Virtual Boy was responsible for the hurricane. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's like the pla- it's like the it's like the plagues of Egypt. <laughs> I the virtual. It in, I plugged it in that one last time. Yeah, you can tell your parents that the reason why your basement got flooded was because you owned the Virtual Boy. <laughs> that was good. I like that. That's good. <laughs> oh man. Well, I mean, the hunt for your Virtual Boy, I know, is still continuing. Yeah. Um, have you Have you had any headway on that? No, I've kind of uh, I put I put a, a hiatus on that for now because you're spending too much money on other games. Absolutely. Uh, I yeah, I saw my credit card bill this month. <laughs> Uh, needless to say, I haven't purchased a new game. I haven't purchased anything in a couple of weeks. <laughs> it, it has gotten to a point where, yeah, it's uh, it's becoming a little out of control. In fact, I started cataloging. Um, remember that uh, last week I had mentioned this app called uh, CLZ Games? Yes. Or Collector's Games. So I bought the full version of it now. Oh, okay. And I started I started cataloging my games and the cool thing about again um i talked this program up before uh just a couple of new things that i found is that um you can down you can download you can either download the desktop version um Mm -hmm. for a separate price of 29.95 or for 14.95 you can download the um the uh, android or um apple um version it's not a bad price no it's not a bad price Mm. But 
Yeah, so I I bought the I bought the um the version for my Android because the whole point of it is that when I go shopping, I want to know what I own already. Mm-hmm. Um, because you know, go to conventions and stuff like that. I see games and I'm like, ooh, I want that. And I'm like, wait, do I already have it? And I can never remember. So I downloaded the Android version, but the Android version can also work with a tablet. So like, okay. I have it hooked up on my Kindle and I have it on my phone, mm-hmm. and then it syncs through a cloud. So. <clears throat> Depending on which version you use, like right now, I just synced to my Kindle because I had updated my Kindle. I used my Kindle yesterday because it's a larger screen, and I just updated it on my phone, and it just updates everything automatically through the cloud. And then it saves everything on the cloud, so if you go to the website and log in, you can see everything there. So you don't really need the desktop version because they have the cloud version. Fair enough. Thank you, cloud. Yes, but, but, you know, so... I was cataloging all my NES games yesterday, and I've now, you know, and um, it's just really awesome to see everything, like, kind of all together on one list of, like, here's all, like, I don't have everything in here yet, but I just did my oh, NES, wow. but here are, like, all the games that I own. Holy And it has, like, my whole, yeah, it has, like, my whole library by cover. Yeah, I like with that. covers, which is really cool. Um, so... Um, yeah, so I just think that will help me in my shopping. But at the same time, as I was putting them in, that's when I came to the realization, um, yeah, I got to slow down <laughs> just a little bit, um, especially with all the trips I did to Japan because I came back from Japan with like, I don't know, let's see, a Famicom, a Super Famicom, a whole bunch of games, like a few dozen games, including Famicom disc games that I can't even play. Um <laughs> That's good you know. for collecting. But that's I that's where it kind of started for both of us because even I was putting in orders through you for Japan. Oh yes, yes, I was t- I was taking orders. By the way, you know, I really appreciate the fact that you did not tip me whatsoever for I all tipped of the you. orders. I told I you to stop taking my orders. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what? I should have listened. <laughs> They did, I you know they did have a uh, a virtual boy in Japan. I, saw, I showed you pictures several times in did. two different stores. <laughs> It was and the, you did uh, not take advantage of it. The exchange rate was a uh, a bit much. Not for one of them. I thought they were both like four hundred something dollars. No, one of them was like I thought two hundred eighty yen, which would have been about like two thirty or two forty US. Oh, I don't remember that one. Yeah. Well, let's face facts. Would you have bought it and put it on the plane and shipped it back? Um, I would have, but uh, <laughs> I I I cannot I I can't say that it would have survived. <laughs> It may or may not made the way of like the Muppets in a great Muppet caper. Okay, so I had a question I wanted to throw out to you, um, since we're talking about computers and uh, our old computers and whatnot. Is um, do you remember what the first uh, PC game is that you ever played? First, and not counting not counting like Minesweeper or Solitaire or anything like that. But, like, I don't you know, even, game game I don't, game. I don't even think those games were out technically. Uh, let's see. I mean, well, I have to go back to the Commodore 64 because that was the first computer I ever had. And I know I talk about it all the time, but it, it was either High Rollers, Wheel of Fortune, or possibly Double Dare. Double Dare. I had wow. Double Dare on Commodore 64. I don't remember Double Dare on oh, Commodore it was, 64. Oh, it was, it was rough to play, but I had. I remember owning it. Wow. Yeah, okay. Yeah, so it's one of those, maybe Jeopardy, because I remember playing Jeopardy a lot, too. As a kid? Yeah, it was weird. I don't know. I never got all... Those, my dad got all the answers right. <laughs> those questions were too hard. I think sure were. They're still hard now. Yeah, tell me about it. <laughs> <laughs> so, nothing new there. Uh, so, yeah, it had to be something like that. Certainly okay. nothing that's going to be on the Mini. 
No, uh, yeah, I saw all the games on the mini. Those were definitely not. I don't think any of those are my first plays either. <laughs> How about you? Do you remember yours? You probably have a better. Uh, yeah, you know, it's funny. the The one that I remember the most, and I'm guessing that uh, I'm guessing that this is the one that I played first was uh, Winter Games. Okay. So I always had a thing for the Olympic, uh, the Olympic Games, and I mm-hmm. remember, um, I remember specifically that one because of the uh, the bobsled and the uh, ski jump, <laughs> which I always did a decent job at. But when it ca- and the speed skating, but when it came to the figure skating, I could not get the figure skater to land on her feet no matter what I did. <laughs> I feel like that's almost in any Olympic game like that, any iteration of the Winter Olympics. Yeah. I mean, it's just uh, it was just one of those things. But I do remember playing that one a lot. I also remember playing um, uh, Friday the Thirteenth at my cousin's house. Uh, my my cousins who were much older than me, um, not much much, but like you know, like maybe eight nine years older. So oh, they okay. had Friday. So they had like Friday the Thirteenth. These are other cousins that you don't know. Oh. <laughs> uh, they uh, they had Friday the Thirteenth for the Commodore sixty four. So I remember like playing that at their house, and that was awesome. Because I, the concept was that Jason was actually masking himself as a counselor, so you had to figure out who he was and kill him. Really? It was weird. Wow. Yeah, it was a really weird game. Um, yeah, that almost seems like a better concept for a movie. Um, yeah, I mean, it's a great concept for a movie, but Jason, I mean, Jason's a killing machine. He's not. He, he's not exactly using his brain to outsmart <laughs> um, the counselors. The counselors usually outsmart themselves because they're all dumb. Very true. Very true. So, um, so yeah, so, um, so those were our first, uh, PC games, but what about like, we're, now, what if we, what if we fast forward to like the, the nineties, you know, when we actually had like these, these new powerful PCs with like windows and, um, you know, hmm. uh, full motion video, CD ROM type of stuff. Do you remember any of those? Trying to remember because I wasn't being, not being a huge PC player, I really I honestly can't can't think. I know I've owned games, but nothing that comes to mind. I don't think I really played games on the PC like ever. Wow. Yeah, I wasn't. It just the the, the mouse and keyboard combination for gaming just didn't mm-hmm. work well for me. Oh, uh, well, you know, I did. You know, it was um, a lot of point and click adventures. Yeah, that, I think were great to play on I'm PC. Sure, yeah. Uh, uh, I agree with you. Stuff that involved like uh, like a controller was really hard to do. Like I remember a friend of mine. It's probably a little bit later on, but a friend of mine he had. Um, well, no, because he was still living on Long Island at the time, so it was it was a while ago. Um, he was playing GTA. I can't remember which one, but he was playing GTA on a on an Alienware. Like when Alienware first came out, mm-hmm. which were all like jazzed up PCs. And I mean, just keyboard and mouse, and he was playing better than I was playing with a controller. It was wild. Well, yeah, it's just a conditioning thing. I mean, oh, yeah. we, you know, we grew up more con- more um, comfortable playing on our controllers. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, it's just a it's just a preference for some people. Some people like PC gaming much better. Um, but for me, yeah, I mean, and I'm the same way. I'm like, I'm much more of a console gamer than anything else. I'm not a big handheld gamer. I'm not a big. I'm not a huge PC gamer. Mm-hmm. I can't tell you. The, I can't tell you the last game I actually played on my PC. <laughs> um, to be honest with you. Yeah. Right. Um, but uh, you know, uh, you know, not saying that there's anything wrong with it. Of course, there are some awesome PC games out there. Um, yeah, and you know, it's like I kind of want to get into it because you always see all these games on Steam, 
and mm-hmm. older games on Steam. Uh, but I and usually for a ridiculous sale, like Steam sales are ridiculously discounted at times. Yeah, uh, but I just can't get myself to find just a, a comfortable controller. When was the last time you thought about your batteries? I mean, that's what they do, right? Stay unnoticed, unseen, shoved in a battery compartment, and click. Your stuff works, but you're going to be thinking about this one. Duracell Optimum, the battery that can make your devices work even better than copper top. Toothbrushes, faster. Screwdrivers, faster. RC cars, yeah, an upgrade without upgrading. So just this one time, do you and your devices a favor and upgrade to the power of Duracell Optimum. For over 30 years, Lexus has been celebrating driveway moments. But this year, Driveways hosted some new traditions, like graduation parades and birthday parties. Celebrate the season with the Lexus December to Remember sales event. Find exclusive offers on our most popular models with contactless delivery. Now through January 4th. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. Click the banner to discover more. Even like with the retro controllers, that plug in via USB. I just haven't yeah. found the right one. That works like hundred yeah. percent of the time. Oh, do you remember the um the wrestling simulator that I had back then in the nineties? Yeah. Oh yes. Uh, uh, it Rampage? was called T- uh, yeah, Rampage Wrestling. That yep. was it. Rampage Wrestling, where uh, you got to you got to create all the matches and you got to choose a character to yep. take part of. Well, yep. which there was two of them. There was two. There was one called TNM, and TNM allowed you to like be the booker, yes. so you would book all the matches and the stories would unfold. But Rampage allowed you to play as the characters, and you can do all these crazy things like battle royals, royal rumbles, huge tournaments yep. and stuff. It was really really cool. I re- oh god, that's right. I forgot about those, and I remember I used to play. Actually, it was weird. I played, I played TCM. The one way you kind of play is Vince McMahon, if you will. Uh, that one I played more often. I, I enjoyed booking matches and making pay-per-views and stuff. I remember all the wild different types of matches that they had. Like, a lot of stuff was, like, like matches from, like, Japan, which you never heard of. Like, like coffin fire, barbed wire death matches. Like, oh, this seems oh, yeah. interesting. But it was all text-based. It was no graphics. It was all text. Right. Uh, that, oh, man, I used to play that just... And you don't really play it. You just kind of just set it up, and then you hit go, and it... The match plays out in a text format in front of you. Yeah, but it was still kind of cool. I mean, especially if you were, you know, if you're a wrestling fan like we were, like we were huge wrestling fans. It was it was cool to to get in, you know, step in the shoes of like the Booker. You know, this and this is before like, you know, the games on consoles had that mode, oh, that yeah. universe yeah. mode where you got to do all of that stuff. Um, so it was just really cool back then to take that uh, to take that format. In fact, uh, on Steam. Um, it, it reminded me on Steam. There's a game called TFW, which does th- which does the same thing. Like yeah. you get to play, you get to play Booker, and the whole idea is you know to keep your company afloat and make money and sign superstars and all that stuff. Um, but then on top of that, you could also um, you could also play in the matches. That's so it actually cool. combines the both. Yeah, which is kind of cool. That is cool. Uh, yeah, and every once in a while, Steam sends me a notice saying that it's on sale because I have it on my wish list. Oh, okay. But, but my whole problem with that is if I download it, when am I going to play it? <laughs> it's like I have no time. I have no time for these things. <laughs> That's why a lot of this stuff's got to get portable. That's what's great about the Switch. It's portable. 
Yeah, no, tell me about it. I mean, now that uh, – oh, fi- oh, I, you know, uh, now that you mentioned that, uh, just to let you know, I finally took Legend of Zelda out of my Switch. Oh, my God. It, were you able? Was it stuck in there? No, no, it came out cleanly after six months. <laughs> um, and uh, I threw in Super Bomberman. Did you really? Yes. <laughs> nice. Nice. So, yep. So, I mean, I, I owed it to the game since I bought it at launch and never touched it. <laughs> so I finally played a little bit of Super Bomberman. Uh, it was a, it, It's a fun game. It's a fun game, but I have a feeling it's more fun with a co-op mode because you can yes. play with up to eight players. And so. it makes me want to – It kind of. I've been playing it for a little while. It makes me want to go back and play the originals. Yeah, me too. Uh, I, I don't think I ever played – I think I, I played the first played one. one. I played, I think, the first one on NES, and I played the N64 one. But just a little bit of it, not much. So I would love to go back and play them because again, it, it is really fun. It so. is. It's a fun game. And unfortunately for Super Bomberman, it's not going to last long in your Switch because Odyssey ships next week. Uh, yes, but I don't have it on pre-order. No? Oh, my God. No. I, I am. I'm, oh, that's I'm, right. I'm trying to hold back from buying more stuff. At least for the next week, week and a half. Uh, and I'm also trying to determine if the Wii that I bought on Amazon does not work. Well, <laughs> Uh-oh. Because um, you, a long time ago, gave me a Wii controller. Did I really? Um, to oh, use did, on yeah. my – you did. You gave me one to use on my Wii U. Mm-hmm. I've, never, I've never used it. <laughs> um, give it but back. I, right. But the other day I went to GameStop and bought the Wii controller. Okay. Like the actual controller. Um, and then I turned on the Wii, and then I'm pressing the button on the Wiimote to at, you know to hook up and sync to the Wii, and it won't do it. Hmm. So That's I don't weird. know if it's your your controller, or yeah, if or be. if it's or if it's the console, or if it's the scanner hmm. in the room. I don't know what I don't know uh, what the story is, but uh, bottom line is I can't get the remote to hook up to the Wii. Yeah, that's weird. So yeah, so I'm gonna see if I have a. I don't. The problem is I don't think I know anybody out here that has a Wii because I want to get another controller mm-hmm. and try it before I contact Amazon and say, hey, um, I'm just now getting around to trying this thing and it's not working because yeah, right. I bought it. Two, I bought it two months ago. Oh wow. So I don't know. I have a feeling it's like a 30 day return, so I may be screwed. Ooh. Well, at least you had something to display. Yeah, exactly. I mean, not to mention the fact that the Wii games all play on the Wii U, so I'm covered. <laughs> Just but it's case. a nice, it'd be a nice little paperweight. That is true. That, it, literally, it's a little one. So, um, so yeah, um, that's my current problem with my Wii. Um, <laughs> and yeah, I mean, I think uh, yeah, I really want Super Mario Odyssey. There is an opportunity that I will cave and get it anyway. <laughs> I mean, let's just uh, let's just call a spade a spade at Might that point. Might as well, right? Yeah, I mean, I did hold out. I did not buy South Park. I did not buy WWE 2K18, okay. even though um, even though I I technically should get that for free. You hear me, 2K? <laughs> yeah, 2K. You should give him two of them. Yeah, I, and I should get two. You're right. I should. <laughs> I mean, well, first let me fight to get the one, um, and then uh, I'll worry about getting two. But uh, since I since I did work on it, technically, <laughs> um, even though that even though again for the second year in the row. Um, the reviews are in, and the part of the game that I worked on got skewered. Ooh, oh boy. Not my fault. <laughs> Not my I'll fault. be the judge of it. Yeah, good Good luck figuring out which lines are mine. <laughs> I think I'll know. No, Why won't. do you keep calling me Larry? Don't worry about it. Just keep going. <laughs> exactly. Listen oh, to me, Larry. 
Yeah. <laughs> Kurt Angle just says Larry nine times in the game. Larry, Larry, Larry. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but um, but yeah, so uh, yeah, Odyssey's the new thing. Um, but I'm still like now I'm kind of trying to figure out now that uh, Breath of the Wild is done. I'm trying to finish uh, South Park Stick of Truth. Uh, and then I also started Super Metroid on the uh, SNES Classic. Oh, I, gotta so. pay, I gotta start that on the SNES Classic. These classics, man, yep. there's so many games to finish, so many games I, to play. I know exactly. I also started Earthbound, and that's a oh, that's did a weird you? Game. Okay, that's yeah, a weird game. Oh yeah, no, it is absolutely. So uh, yeah, so lots to play, um, and you know, as retro gamers, that's what we do. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's and a I'm lot making, of life, people. I, I'm making a point that by by Halloween, I'm pointing out because um, I honestly thought I was going to do it when I did my live stream on Tuesday. Uh, I thought I was going to do it when I did my live stream on Friday, and I thought I was going to do it when I did my live stream on Sunday. But I will defeat uh, Freddy Krueger in a Nightmare on <laughs> Elm Street on the NES before Halloween. That it's only a goal. matter of time. That is my goal. So. Uh, <laughs> Uh, so for all of, uh, for all the listeners who are on our Facebook page and see, constantly see live video, live streams go up for Nightmare on Elm Street. Yes, they are different streams and it's still me trying to beat it. <laughs> yeah, no, you've been, listen, you're getting better and better. I've been watching the streams. In fact, right before we started recording today, you were streaming. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, I am determined to defeat Freddy Krueger on Facebook live. <laughs> it's about time someone defeats a game on, on Facebook live. Yeah, tell me about it. It's up to it's up to one of us. Um, no, you beat one, didn't you? Beat uh, Super C. Oh, that's right. That's right. I forgot about that. <laughs> and I think I think you beat Contra also. Okay, on, my, on my, my joke stream. fell flat. Okay. Yeah, no bad joke. Castlevania two. Uh, you did not beat Castlevania. That's where I, that's where I was going with it. Oh, okay. Um, well, yes, that is true. Uh, you 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 gave up on Castlevania two <laughs> and and moved over to the Contras. <laughs> I did. Thank God. Well, now I guess now I got to beat Contra three on the Super NES. Oh yes, very true. Because, so I wish you the best of luck with that. Because I, now I got one, two, three, technically four, kind of like five uh, retro console, classic consoles, if you will. Not even retro because they're not originals. True. My uh, my my stash is starting to become more retro emulator consoles. When I say emulator, meaning like the SNES, the NES versus mm-hmm. actual consoles like a playstation and an xbox yep it's, nope, it's, it's taking they're, they're taking over no they they definitely are taking over uh, there's no question about that um and uh when we come back uh from our little break i think we should talk more about the uh classic uh mini consoles why not so um that's odd we don't have a commercial but we'll be right back all right, Larry, it is time for the spooky game of the week. Since Ooh. it's October, we're not doing the ro- wacky retro game. We're doing a spooky retro game oh, of the I need week. To go, I need to go to sleep at night, bring back wacky, but for now, I'll take spooky. What do we got this now, week? Spooky's good. All right, so this week's spooky retro game. Uh, it's funny, we were just talking about PC gaming. Uh, this is a PC game called Sanitarium. Um, and uh, Sanitarium is a, it was uh, developed by Dreamforge Entertainment. No, Dreamforge Entertainment, okay. not Entertainment. Entertainment. Mm-hmm. Um, originally uh, released in North America on April thirtieth, nineteen ninety eight. Okay. Uh, it is a point and click adventure game. I don't know if you remember those kind of games. I'm, I'm a big fan of those. Um, and I actually used to own this game. Um, way back when so and the plot of this game is after a car accident knocks 
<laughs> uh, knocks you unconscious. Uh, the your um, you you know the protagonist awakens from a coma to find out that he's been admitted to a derelict sanitarium and he can't remember who he is or where he came from or how he got there. But his fellow inmates seem to know him as Max, so they call you Max. All right. And then what happens is, as you dive into the asylum's corridors looking for answers, you actually wind up getting transported to various obscure and otherworldly locations. So, for example, you wind up in a small town inhabited by only malformed children uh, <laughs> that is that is overlooked by a malevolent entity known only as Mother. Um, oh or you, you wind up at a demented circus surrounded by an endless ocean and an alien hive um, or uh, uh, an alien hive overrun by robotic parasites, all these different weird things. And then as you're going through these bizarre areas, you, you slowly start to remember um, everything that happened to you and the reason why you were institutionalized. So it was a really cool game. I remember playing through it. Um, they actually re-released it on iOS and Android in October of 2015. Oh, so, okay. Yeah, so you actually can download this on your phone and play. Um, I just really liked... Uh, it, it, it's a cool little twisted game. Like, there are all these weird things that happen to you. And, like, I remember specifically, like, the, 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 the malformed children who had, like, <laughs> one arm longer than the other. Or, like, their brain was showing. Oh, and, like, there are all these really weird things. Um, so... That is this week's spooky retro game, Sanitarium, for the PC. The the market, the market right now for for these compilation, uh, like these little mini retro systems, is just ridiculous right now. Nintendo, uh, it's funny because like Atari, Genesis, these all kind of like 80 games in one, 90 games in one. Mm -hmm. They've been out for a little while, but I guess Nintendo blowing the doors off with the NES Classic and then the Super NES Classic with the re-release of the Genesis, of the Atari ones, the Mini Commodore 64, and we're in a plethora of retro gaming now with new systems that play old games. That is correct. We we have a plethora of... uh... Of um, classic you consoles. You, you can't be in a plethora? No, you can't be in a plethora, oh, okay. but you can have a plethora. Fair enough. All right. Um, we're, you know, we may be in like a, like a, like a, we may be in the middle of like a, a downfall or a rainfall worth. Um, <laughs> or, a, or, a, or a hurricane, if you will, um, <laughs> that destroys virtual boys. And, um, but, um, but yeah, uh, there are so many there are so many classic consoles. I feel like every week we're announcing a new one, like where we're talking about a new one. Yeah, um you know, again, between the ones what we'll call the classic consoles and then I feel like there's going to be two types. There's the classic consoles and then there's like retro consoles. Like the classic ones are like the NES Classic, the Super NES, the Mini 6, we'll call it Minis. The Mini right. 64, the new thing of taking the system, shrinking it down, throwing X number of games on it. Selling it, not upgradable, well, some of them, not upgradable, things along those lines. But I think these other companies, like Hyperkin and another one we're going to talk about in a moment, they may have the edge on this whole market because they're just putting out the consoles that play the cartridges. Oh, yeah, there's no question about it. I mean, I think that, um, you know, if if other companies can devise the technology to play retro games... 
companies like Nintendo and Sega can't stop them from that because they're not stealing they're not stealing their technology they're creating their own and let's face it I mean I'm not saying anybody can do it but there I'm sure there are plenty of companies out there that can do it which is why you have um, like the Hyperkin Retron um, system out there like that's probably the most well known. Yes, and I think also because if you, with Hyperkin, these Retrons have been out for a while, but up until the HD, the Retron HD, they've emulated. You put the cart in, and then the the system rips, it's called ripping, the game from the cart, puts it onto a memory card, and then really you just have to put the cart in, the cartridge into the system to kind of quote-unquote unlock the game so it knows that you're playing it. Where the Retron HD, like the one I have for the Nintendo, plays the game off the cartridge, which is like what the original Nintendo did, and and there's you know that's Nintendo. But now that the Super NES Classic came out, now we're seeing there's a new one here on the market or will be on the market uh, for Super Nintendo playing right off the cartridge. Yep, and uh, that is being developed by a company called Analog, uh, and they are calling it the Super NT. Which is I'm trying to I wonder where they get NT from. Like I wonder what that stands for. Uh, or, uh, uh, Nintendo. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> but yeah, no, this little uh, mini system, mini. See, here we go again, mini. Uh, this this Super NT looks pretty sweet. And you got the the stats on this bad boy. Uh, I do. If you give me a moment. So um, so and just uh, just something to point out. The uh, analog, uh, the Super NT is not the first console the analog is done they actually already have the uh, they have an nt mini on the market that plays nintendo famicom and famicom disc system games nice um for the nice cool price of 449 or 499 depending on which color you get fair enough um <laughs> so a fairly expensive system but then when you think about it it plays it plays basically three systems worth of games mm-hmm. so you're talking about a library of over 2,000 games um for that one um, but for the Super NT, which is going to be dropping in February of 2018. All right, right um, in the corner. Yep, for February 2018, and it is compatible with Super Nintendo and Super Famicom cartridges. That I like. You know, I forgot about that. I'm going to mention why that's better in a moment. Yep, uh, it's region-free, uh, which is really cool. Uh, the video display on it is going to be an HDMI hookup at 1080p. There you go. Uh, it, it'll also do 720 and 480. So okay. we're talking, we're talking really awesome. Uh, it's NTSC. It offers NTSC and PAL support. So <laughs> if you want to buy this, if you want to buy this overseas, um, digital audio via HDMI. Otherwise, you got 48 kilohertz 16, at 16 bit. Oh, oh, oh. Um, it it has the original Super Nintendo and Super Famicom controller ports, so it's pretty safe to say if you have any Super Nintendo or Super Famicom controllers at home, they will probably be compatible, or at least I would hope so. Sweet. Otherwise, you do have to buy their controllers separately. Yeah, that's they got you on which that one. I, which I'm not a fan of. Um, uh, other features are going to include uh, scan line options. Nice. You can, uh, Put the scan lines in. Uh, You can play with the scale, horizontal and vertical positions. You can stretch it, although I don't know why you would want to. Yeah, no, I never understood that either. Um, It's a a pretty sleek-looking console also. Just so you know, there were four options for it. Yes, and it's Um, very – one of them is very – it's screaming 1990s. 
Right. So there's so you can order one that is in the traditional Super Nintendo classic look, which is that light gray and the they have the purple buttons. Very uh, North American. Very North American. There's a version of it that's all black, so just uh, Fifty Shades of Black on that one. <laughs> uh, they got uh, the one that looks like the European one. They have the eight bit one, yeah. That yeah. has, um, yeah, has that European look. Or, or actually, kind of, it it's the super. It's actually, I think, the uh, Super Famicom yeah, actually, look. Yeah, now that I'm looking at it. You're right. It is more Super. It Famicom. is. It's got the Super Famicom look. And then the last one, that's the one, the one that you're I referencing, want. of course, the '90s looking one is the transparent <laughs> version, which has the 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 clear cover on the console and the controller, so you can see through it and look at the inner workings of it. Oh my god, I I had it actually the my Game Boy. Is I had a clear Game Boy. When that uh, I remember out. that. Yep. Um, all I need to get is a clear uh, house phone, and I'm good to go. And some Zumba yep. pants. And the uh, so the Super NT is going to be available February 2018. Like I said, you can pre-order it now for 189.99, but that does not include the controller. If you want the controller, which is wireless, by the way, if you buy the controllers from them, uh, the controllers are 39.99 a piece. And you know what? With the $190 price tag at first, I was like, eh, that's pretty pricey. But I didn't realize, honestly, until you mentioned it, that it plays Super Nintendo and Super Famicom games. So the fact that it's playing dual, that price no longer bothers me. Yeah, exactly. I mean, because you're getting – you're technically getting two consoles in one and – for 190, I think uh, the price tag is really decent because they're also guaranteeing that every every cartridge is going to work on the system. Now, with the Retron HD um, that you have, some cartridges don't work on it. Supposedly, but you know what? That was you know in that guy. There's actually there's actually a list online. If you oh, is it there? Yeah, there's a list online. Oh. Like for example, Can you send like, it to me because I. Uh, yeah, I have a friend that um, brought his Retron HD in, and I brought. I was like, "Oh, cool, we'll play at lunchtime." And we, um, and I put Gauntlet in for us to play because Gauntlet's a two-player game. Uh, does not work on the Retron HD, and it is one of the ones on the list that does not work. What does it do? It just doesn't turn on. Oh well, I mean, it, it, yeah, you just get nothing on the screen. Um, the other uh, one of the other games that you'll be um, you'll be upset to hear does not work on the Retron HD is Paperboy. No. Oh. So uh, don't ru- right. don't rush out and buy Paperboy. <laughs> Too late. I already bought Too it. <laughs> yeah, so if you try that on the Retron, it's not going to work. Well, so my condolences to you. I mean, it it plays, but the color palette is weird. Yeah, that yeah. and that's the problem. It's like the, some of them don't transition well, yeah. whereas on, on these uh, analog is promising that like all games work on their system. I see that. And you know what? The, what is this? Wait a minute. So the Retro Receiver... The you know the thing the the thing that you use for the wireless controller, which is mm-hmm. done by eight uh, bit I can never pronounce that eight bitdo eight b i t d o that's the company eight bitdo, um the retro receiver is compatible with all those controllers and it's compatible with the PS4, PS3, the Wii Mote, and the Wii U Pro controllers. Oh, that's interesting. Oh, so I can use a PS4 controller on the on the nt is that what it's saying uh there's got to be um 
There's got to be uh, you got to have to read more into that. Yeah. Yeah, I was gonna um, say there's gonna have to be some type of compatibility uh, thing you, you're gonna need. Probably. Uh, well, unless it has um, it has USB ports, it uh, which I believe it does. Well, it does because you also you upgrade the firmware from a SD card, so it's got. Yeah, that. it has uh, it, it the when you buy the system, it comes with an HDMI cable and a USB cable. So um, so there is a and, USB um, slot. And the controller they say is lag free. So the wireless controller that is lag free. That's tough yep. to do. That's gonna be interesting. Well, needless to say, I will be pre-ordering this. Uh, that doesn't surprise me at all. <laughs> but then that means i got to buy Super Nintendo games. Do I have any? I don't even have any. Uh, I don't know. I have plenty of Super Nintendo and Super Famicom games. i got three Super Famicom games. Uh, right. I remember picking them up for you. I believe yeah. one, of them is, one of them is a WWF game, right? Yes, Super WrestleMania. Ah, very nice. And I forgot the other two. Honestly... Yeah, so uh yeah, again the 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 retro systems are going to be uh outnumbering my my current systems. <laughs> I like it. As it should well, that be. Works. Well, you know, I mean as time goes on, you know, well, here's the other thing too, like the advantage to buying um a new mini console. New home ownership can be a real eye opener, but it's the perfect time to look into homeowner 101 from the Home Depot. Free live streaming workshops taught by expert associates. Now at homedepot.com slash workshops. You'll find indoor and outdoor workshops, even home systems workshops. Plus, you'll get the know-how you need to care for your biggest investment. Master the basics at Homeowner 101, only at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. Register now at homedepot.com slash workshops. When was the last time you thought about your batteries? I mean, that's what they do, right? Stay unnoticed, unseen, shoved in a battery compartment, and click, your stuff works. But you're going to be thinking about this one. Duracell Optimum, the battery that can make your devices work even better than copper top. Toothbrushes, faster. Screwdrivers, faster. RC cars, yeah, an upgrade without upgrading. So just this one time, do you and your devices a favor and upgrade to the power of Duracell Optimum. Also, is you're not buying a retro console that's like 25 or 30 years old used. You're buying Agreed. a brand new. Yeah, you're buying a brand new console. So the odds, the odds of success in terms of it working um, for a longer period of time are greater because, like, I love playing on my original. Like, I've been playing Nightmare on Elm Street on my original NES. Like, I've been streaming it, and it's great. I was like, but again, I'm playing it on a system that's over 30 years old. I don't know how much longer it's gonna work. Yeah. Right. So. You know, whereas if I ran out and bought a Super NT or an NT Mini, um, I can at least be guaranteed that it's a brand new system that's going to work. No, no, a- absolutely. Let me ask you this though: Do you think? I mean, I don't know. It's. Do you think the new systems are going to start outweighing the the collectors trying to get the old systems? Like, do you think it's going to diminish the market for the old systems? No, if anything, I think it's actually going to increase the uh, the desire for the older systems because I feel like um, it's kind of like what um, what At Games did when they came out with their Sega Genesis flashback. Mm-hmm. Like when they came out with that thing, like the quality of it was low. If anything, that like to me, like that made people want to buy a Sega Genesis more. So don't get me wrong, like I like these consoles, but they're all like these um, third party consoles. I just think for me it just makes me want to go back and buy the older system because i'm like oh you know i remember when i owned a super nintendo and this console's great and i have the hdmi output but like for me as a retro gamer i want to play the i want to play the original now Let for me people ask- who 
for ahead, people who aren't, I was yeah. gonna say for people who aren't diehard retro gamers and just want to play it on like their, you know, their cool uh, televisions in 1080p, I totally understand the desire then to buy that. I was gonna say, like the way I see it, and, and it's and it's kind of like to me with this retro gaming because. It's really about the game than the system. It's almost like, um, what are they called? Uh, who do people who collect vinyls? Uh, audiophiles or whatever they're called? Yep. Yeah. So, like, you got the same song. Like, you can have, like, the Beatles' White Album, but whether you have it on vinyl, 8-track, cassette, CD, or digital, it's still the same song. It's just a matter of the output. So, yeah. like, like, to me... I don't need the vinyl record of the white. Well, I don't know why I picked the Beatles. I'm not a fan of theirs, but I like. You That's know, okay. I forgive you. <laughs> like to me, it doesn't matter that it's on vinyl. I'd rather have it on digital because to me, it'd be clearer, crisper. Forget about the yeah. portability, clearer and crisper. So, like to me now, if I would have had the the the, the Retron HD before we went. To Long Island uh, Retro Gaming Expo, I would not have bought an NES, not even for nostalgic purposes. Understandable. I mean, and the other issue will always be space because if you think about it, like, um, you know, you buy an you buy an NT Mini, it saves you the trouble of owning three systems. It's one system that can play three different well, systems games. True. Same thing with the Retron Five, and now with the um, Super with the Super NT, you get two systems out of it as well if you choose to buy Famicom Super Famicom games. And you know, it's a, for the same reason why when I look at my collection right now, like I had to buy a special piece of furniture to have all <laughs> of my systems out. And if you look behind my TV it looks like a fire hazard waiting to happen <laughs> so um thank god i have renter's insurance hey yeah. um, but you know but same for the same reason like when i look at my collection of consoles it dawned on me i think a week or two ago that i don't have the original xbox and i'm like wait i go why don't i where's my original and i was like oh yeah i traded it in because xbox 360 was fully backwards compatible so i didn't need an original xbox anymore so i actually got rid of it oh, yeah, that's right i forgot about that um, and it's the same thing with the PlayStation 2. Now, I never got rid of my PS1, but PlayStation 2 was 100% backwards compatible with PS1 games. Yes. So when you got – yeah, when you get to that point and you can do that, you don't need all of these older systems. Now, with the newer systems like PS4, Xbox One, it's not fully backwards compatible, so you need to keep your other systems. So Which... in, terms of con- in terms of condensing, I can understand buying all these third-party consoles. And that's a whole other thing maybe we talk about next week. Like, I find it hysterical that we're, and a lot of us, even me, like, all up in arms when we're like, oh, the, you know, the Xbox One won't play all Xbox 360 games, and the PS4 won't play PS1 games. The Super Nintendo did not play Nintendo games. The N64 did not play Super Nintendo games. Like, that's how we grew. I find it funny that, like, we we're, we find it acceptable f- back in the day for the new systems not to play the old systems but today's day and age it's like it's like we everyone is so excited that ps1 uh xbox one will be backwards compatible with most original xbox games well you know i think what the issue is is that um with all these consoles once we switched over to disc 
And we knew that all it really takes is the ability for the console to read a disc. Mm-hmm. It just made sense that despite the technology, they should be able to put some like a chip in there that can read the older games. Um, and it, the proof of that now is like when Xbox One came out, it wasn't backwards compatible, and everybody was up in arms, yeah. right? But then magically they were able to hand like be you know magically they were able to offer it. Um, for certain games. So the technology is there. So if the technology is there, why not offer it to your consumers? It's just another perk you get. It's not like – to me, it's not like when a new system comes out, right? Mm-hmm. The the um, the parent company, you know, the Microsofts and the Nintendos, they're not losing any money from anybody buying the new system if True. they offer backwards compatibility. People have already bought the older system. They want to buy the newer system. It's just it – really, to be honest with you, what a lot of people it comes down to is space issue. Yeah. Now, you know, I mean I have no problem having 20 games displayed, 20 consoles in my – you know, hooked up because <laughs> I'm a retro gamer. We have a podcast. It's like – it's like it, an assessment. They go hand in hand. Part, exactly. Yeah, exactly. It's like part of the job here. But, <laughs> yeah. you know – for for other people, it's like they may not want 20 consoles hooked up to their television. So I would rather companies offer the backwards compatibility as a perk. And if anything, what it may also do is it may also increase interest in games they already have available Yes. for their older systems. So people may go out and buy more games for the older systems if they can play them on the newer ones. I will agree with you definitely on that one. I don't see – to me, I don't personally see where you lose on that except for – the um, you know, I know all the companies are trying to stop people from buying used games because they don't make any money off of them. Yeah, I mean, but then again, I think we talked about it a few months ago. Like, where do the rights or whatever, like, where do they end for a company? That's very true. So. Um, because I think um, you know, like me, like I go out and buy used games because I, you know, I'm so far behind on my gaming um, that. I don't, you know, by the time I go buy games, usually they're heavily discounted. That because that's how far behind I am. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm talking like, you know, I'm I'm a good couple of years behind on some of my games. Oh, so, you know, plus I retro game all the time. So we all know those are old. Um, <laughs> but you know, it all it all comes down to, uh, I you know, just a company again. It just comes down to. I feel like the companies d- don't lose anything by making stuff backwards compatible, and they should just. Uh, just do that. Otherwise, they run the risk of like all of these mini consoles that are coming out to possibly overtake them in terms of sales. Because who's to say um, these mini consoles aren't going to catch up and they're going to say, "Oh, guess what? You know, I made a console that's able to play PS one through four games, mm-hmm. and all you got to do is buy my one console and you can play everything." <laughs> true. You know? and, true. But then you got to look, look at the flip side of that, and then you got to wonder with all these mini consoles that are coming out and all these. Um, you know, third-party compatibles like the uh, Super NT and everything like that. Are we hitting? Are we hitting that point now where we have such a glut of these that people are going to start turning on them? Because I always feel like if you overproduce, um, people are just going to start turning away because then you oversaturate the market. Mm-hmm. And since we've had the NES Classic, the SNES Classic. The Atari flashback, the Sega flashback, the announcement for the Atari box. Now we have a mini C64 coming as well. The analog Super NT and NT Mini that can play games. The Retrons 135 NHD. It's like, the, you know, it's it's starting, it's snowballing now. And I just wonder 
uh, if we're going to hit that point where we go over the cliff and everybody's just going to be like, you know what, that's it, we're out. I guess at some point it's going to catch up to current gen systems. It's got to the way they're coming out. Well, yeah, because com- you know te- tech companies are going to be able to figure out a way to do it. Now, granted, you know Microsoft and Sony and Nintendo they have their patents for the technology that they create, but it won't stop another company from creating similar technology that can still read the game so you can play it. So um, as more people – now, cartridge-based games I know are easier. It's easier to build a console for a cartridge-based mm-hmm. game. So, But once they get past that, it's just a matter of time before technology is going to – yeah, I mean a company is going to be able to do something like that. And I'll tell you – and that's when I'll line up for it because then I can say, oh – I'll keep all my old systems in storage so I still have them because you know one day I'll I'll make my own museum, but I'll have a you know I'll have a system that plays GameCube, Wii, Wii U, and you know uh, games all at once. I'll have mm-hmm. a system that plays PlayStation One through Four, that plays Xbox through Xbox One games, um, and it'll be just a lot easier for me to handle. There you go. All right. Well, we'll uh, we'll see how these go. We'll see what's next for these systems when the Game Boy comes out and the N64 probably. And we got that Polymega supposed to come out that's supposed to play like all the disc, the, uh, the CD-based games. So the, the market is still wide open for a lot of new yeah. systems. Oh, the Polymega is probably going to be the first one that cracks that. Yeah, I forgot about that yeah. one. Um, what we'll systems just... did that say it was going to play? Oh, boy. Uh, well, remember, it's like you can buy this. Like it's, it's modular, so you can switch it out. But it would be like Nintendo. Oh, that's Super right. Nintendo. You built it up. Yep. Right. The Famicom, TurboGrafx-16, and it would play pretty much like every CD-based system. Yeah. See, now that's the one that that's the one that intrigues me the most because if it can play that many systems, I'd rather have that one box sitting under my television. Absolutely. So we will uh, we'll find out. Time will tell, folks, on the future of these classic, new classic systems. Larry, in honor of uh, Super Mario Odyssey coming out this week, I thought I would share a couple of uh, interesting tidbits about our boy Mario. So, in this week's version of Did You Know, Mm -hmm. did you know that in the original Super Mario Brothers that the clouds and the bushes were the same exact drawing, just in different colors? Really? I mean, you're telling me. Yes, huh. in fact, I'm sending you a wonderful image that points out exactly that, um, so you can look at it for yourself. But oh, yeah, look at the, that. <laughs> the clouds and the bushes are exactly the same thing, just look, colored differently. Look at that! Oh, geniuses! Yes. In addition, did you also know that in Super Mario 64, uh, Boo the ghost? Yeah. Boo's. Boo's laugh. He has a laugh in uh, the uh, N64 game. I hear it reddening in the background. You hear it in your head. Okay, so Boo's laugh was actually a sped-up version of Bowser's laugh. Really? So they (laughs) took Bowser's laugh, sped it up, and gave it to Boo. Look at these tricks Uh, that they're pulling on us. Right, a couple little shortcuts for uh, the Super Mario games, and uh, that is this week's Did You Know? (laughs) All right, so uh, you know what, Ant? You've been... uh... You know, you every once in a while, I like to take this off your hands. Uh, so I'm going to handle the retro spotlight this week. Works for me. And since we're in October and since you've playing, been playing the game Ad Nauseam, I figured we'd touch on A Nightmare on Elm Street for the Nintendo Entertainment System. I think that's a swell idea. <laughs> um, so 
Nightmare on Elm Street on NES. And if you've been watching Anthony play the uh, the live streams, if you missed it, you can go back retrogamers.com. But don't no no, but don't go back. I'm gonna I'm gonna do a new live stream and I'm gonna beat it. Oh well, that's true. Every time he does a live stream, he does start from the beginning. Uh, but you can always check out facebookcom podcast anyway for all of our live streams and um, histories thereof. But uh, this game came out, Nightmare on Elm Street came out in North America, October of 1990. So it's definitely been out for a while. Uh, It's a a side-scroller. A part of the game that I keep forgetting, and every time I I see it mentioned, I always go, oh, really? It's a four-player game. Yes, it is. Uh, which explains why also when Anthony first streamed, I'm like, why are they asking how many players for the thing? But uh, yeah, it's a four-player game. And basically, the the way the game goes is, in a nutshell, there's uh, when you play four players, it's actually two guys, two girls. Uh, but the default, I think, is just a guy that you play. Uh, basically, you are collecting, going around Elm Street, collecting Freddy's bones to ultimately throw into the furnace in the high school. But as you go along in the game, of course, you encounter bats, rats, zombies. Uh, Freddy, too, every once in a while, uh, is the end boss of each of these houses that you go into. And what That's happens, a different version of him. Yes, there's different parts of it, which it looks like, correct me if I'm wrong, Ant, it's like a boss rush mode at the end. Yeah, the very last level to beat the game, you have to beat all of the previous bosses back to back. Which is very cool, very uh, Mega Man-like. Very Mega Man and very difficult, as you can tell. This was my third stream, uh, and I still haven't beaten it. <laughs> you, you, well, that's you keep going. Trust me. The more you play, I get closer. Me. I keep getting closer. <laughs> so, um, and each character, you have four hits before losing a life, but you also have to battle not or protect not only your health gauge but your sleep gauge as well, uh, because. Like in the movies, if you fall asleep in the game, that's when you go into the dream world and where Freddy can really get you. Because when you're in the dream world, which is basically the same level, but almost like on a higher difficulty setting uh, with some different options I'll talk about in a moment. Mm -hmm. um, To keep yourself awake, you go around and you can collect cups of coffee in the regular world. And uh, stereos as well. Oh, Sarah. Okay, yes, because then don't, not to be confused with the boombox that you ultimately have to get in the dream world that will bring you back into the regular world. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, those like the coffee will keep you will keep you awake. And in the four player in multiplayer mode, if any one of the characters ends up falling asleep, all of you go to the dream world. No matter yeah, what. Yeah, you know, it's like uh yeah, it's like uh it's like a mass hypnosis type of thing. <laughs> yeah, pretty pretty much. Um, I'm sleeping and I'm taking you with me. In the dream world, you can actually uh pick up what's called dream warrior icons that power you up. Kind of like in a dream. You have like superpowers in a dream. So you can get these superpowers, if you will, in Dream World, uh, and you become a dream warrior. It kinda coincides with uh which nightmare? Was nightmare on Elm Street. Nightmare on Elm Street three. There you go. Uh, Dream Warriors, and they use uh, and some of the powers that you have actually come straight. Two out of the three come straight from that movie. Okay, so you have uh, a ninja, which gives you throwing stars, a jump which is kick. not, which is actually from Nightmare Four. Oh, okay. <laughs> the Dream Master. So yes, um, there was a there was a there was a ninja like character. You have the acrobat, which throws javelins. You can do somersaults, and magician, which you can throw fireballs and you can hover, which gets wizard. You to some- well, magician, wizard, wizard. 
Um, and these icons only appear in the normal world, and they can be only used in the dream. So that's kind of cool how those two link together. Um, and of course, the creepiest part of this whole thing, in my opinion, if you stay asleep for too long, if you can't find the boombox to wake yourself up, the movie's theme song plays. And then yep. you end up fighting Freddy, actually. Yeah, it's interesting. The the it's weird because the only time you actually fight Freddy is when that happens. You never it, uh, in the boss battles, you never actually fight a fully formed Freddy Krueger. Yeah, it's always like, it's been like either the hand or his head on the on the body of a snake, a ghost. It's been kind of creepy. Yeah, um, it. But it, but it's interesting because there are a couple of concepts like like the boss where it's just Freddy's head coming at you. It's kind of like the worm scene, the Freddy worm from Nightmare on Elm Street 3. Mm-hmm. So they're, they're kind of element. I mean, that's one of the elements that they come, that comes right out of the movie. The rest of them are a bit weird. Yeah. Uh, after you collect all the bones in a level, of course, then no matter what, you automatically go to the dream world and you battle one of these versions of Freddy. Once that's done, you collect a key and then you can move on to another house. Remember, it's midnight, so all the houses are locked. So the idea is you go house to house in no particular order. Um, well, there is no set order. House to house, you collect the key, you unlock the next house. Ultimately, you want to get to the high school where that's where the final level is. You do the boss rush mode, you finally get to Freddy and able to throw his bones into the uh, into the furnace. The furnace. Yep, and I'm telling you, I'm going to do that. <laughs> now, you were talking about, uh, and you were talking about some, some parts that were taken from the movies, and you're right, there are a lot of, I'm not necessarily going to call them Easter eggs, if you will, but there are some elements from the movies, or references, I should say. Uh, for example, uh, where in the first film, Freddy attacks four teenagers, which are two male and two female. If you f- play four-player, it's two male, two female characters. Yep, and that is, uh, yeah, the original Nightmare on Elm Street. Uh, like you mentioned, the dream powers come out of Nightmare on Elm Street 3 for the most part. 3 and 4, yep. yep. Uh, on the title screen, Freddy, it's weird. On the title screen, Freddy, it's not necessarily his regular rake, like his regular glove. It's almost like extended razors, what look yep. like razors on it. And that's from, can you guess which one that's from? Um, I'm trying to remember which way he has them because... Um, if they're facing up, uh, it's the Nightmare on Elm Street 3 poster. Okay. Um, if they're facing down, it's – well, see, down would have been Nightmare on Elm Street 6 because they did a 3D thing with it coming at it, but mm. 6 wasn't out yet. So if it was down, I would say it was part 4. Okay. It's kind of more along the lines of Elm Street part 2. Oh, okay. Well, we, we, tend, to, we tend to skip that one. <laughs> uh, there's a junkyard level, which was Elm Streets 3 and 4. Um, of course, you yep. got to collect the bones. Which one was that? Well, you got to collect bones. Oh, that's on Street 3, of course. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Uh, and then, of course, uh, one of the boss battles, the head of Freddy shoots out his t- shoots out tongues. Yes, and that's also from Nightmare on Street 3. Yeah, so a lot of it's from 3. A lot of yeah, uh, well, a lot of it was influenced by 3 because when you think about it, I think, uh, I think Nightmare 3 came out in 1987. Um and the game came out in ninety, right? Yep, so yeah, so it would make sense. And to be honest with you, three was probably one of the best ones. So now it makes sense to 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 copy that one into a video game. That and it, um, it was the most recent one at the time. Yep, and not only that, there was a Commodore sixty four game mm-hmm. for Nightmare on Elm Street that also focused on part three. Oh, okay, yep. cool. So with this one now, the end results of this game 
wasn't necessarily the original concept of a Nightmare on Elm Street. In fact, if really? you go, yeah, if you go back in Nintendo Power and even Nintendo of Europe, they announced a Nightmare on Elm Street game that looked different than what you got. In fact, the plot, and we'll post the pictures of this on the on the page and on our Instagram uh, at un, the underscore retro gamers. But I'm just going to read the excerpt of what the original Nightmare game was supposed to be. And this is okay. uh, quoting. Off of uh, nightmareonelmstreet.wicca.com, you are Freddy Krueger. A Ooh. horde of obnoxious teenagers is trying to get rid of you by finding your scattered bones and burying them. The only way to stop them is to kill them. You can travel along Elm Street through the electrical and plumbing lines or step into a mirror and step into another room. Wow. The, the kids have weapons to battle you with. And some of them even possess powerful dream alter egos. But if you can strike before they wake, they'll trouble you no more. So sharpen up your finger razors and get ready to slash, because Freddy's here. See, now, to me, that makes total sense, because after Part 3, Freddy kind of became like this icon. Like, Mm -hmm. he wasn't just a villain that you wanted to see destroyed. He was actually, you know, he was, you know, he was actually like the anti-hero in a way almost. Mm -hmm. Uh, So people loved Freddy. So what better way to love him than to play as him? (laughs) Uh, And of course, uh, this playing as Freddy going after the kids, uh, not so much probably from a marketing point of view, especially because cited here, uh, the, the somewhat, failure of the Atari 2600 game, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, which in that game you played as Leatherface. And that makes sense. parents, not so crazy about that. No, and I can understand that um, because, again, at this point in time, um, video gaming was for kids, and you don't want kids playing these gruesome characters and killing other kids. Exactly, and because of the not only... Haverty's Furniture is here to help you get set for the season with up to $1,000 off. So you can set the stage with style and set the bar more beautifully. So why not settle in together on a new sofa? Because being at home doesn't mean having to settle for less. Even though the holidays feel a little different this year, Haverty's Furniture can help you create the perfect holiday setting with up to $1,000 off plus 0% interest. When was the last time you thought about your batteries? I mean, that's what they do, right? Stay unnoticed, unseen, shoved in a battery compartment, and click, your stuff works. But you're going to be thinking about this one. Duracell Optimum, the battery that can make your devices work even better than copper top. Toothbrushes, faster. Screwdrivers, faster. RC cars, yeah. An upgrade without upgrading. So just this one time, do you and your devices a favor and upgrade to the power of Duracell Optimum. Failure, monetary failure of a tex- of the Texas Chainsaw Massacre on Atari, and a lot of retailers not wanting to sell Texas Chainsaw. It looked like uh, LJN kind of flipped it around a little bit with Nightmare and said, "You know what? Let's not play it as Freddy. Let's play it from the point of the kids." Which mm-hmm. is really, if you think about it, it's kind of like it's it's kind of like the current game, just the roles are reversed. Like yeah, you're, who exactly you're right. controlling is reversed. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, they. It, well, I, I would love to say that they kept the same game, but if you look at, uh, well, I guess not. They I mean, did. yeah, they, they, they really kind of did it. because, like, in the in the ad, there was like an overhead screen 
that yeah. they did not do. So they just kept the side scrolling nature. And of those it. and those ads were packed in because you know back in the day when you get like an LJN game, you would get a poster with upcoming LJN games, and one of them was Freddy. Uh, uh, Nightmare on Elm Street showing these prototype scenes that ultimately were not used. Right, and uh, just so you know, they also spelled Freddy wrong. In oh, the ad, it's No, 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 in the oh, ad it says F-R-E-D-D-I-E. There you go. Well, it's, uh, it's L-J-N, what do you expect? <laughs> mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, not really too much uh, on this particular game um, because I guess just the popularity wasn't all that back then. Now it's a hot commodity game, this and Friday the 13th. And let me ask you, are you kind of shocked that, I mean, I don't think we've ever had another Nightmare game since this NES game. No, you know, it doesn't necessarily surprise me. um, More so for the fact that um, the game itself isn't exactly held in high regard. No, so, it's not. No. Well, you know, I mean, people like that, it now, I think, mm-hmm. for nostalgia reasons. Yeah, but at the same time, also, I think the issue is because it was based off of a horror movie. And again, games back then were for kids. Exactly. Um, I just don't think. I just don't think. Um, I don't think companies wanted to take the risk anymore. So it just kind of. It just kind of went away. Um, I would have loved to have seen it come back once, like. Uh, Mortal Kombat started, you know, he started doing those type of games, but he is in Mortal uh, Kombat. The, the well, yeah, one. he is yeah. in Mortal Kombat, but I'm talking about like when Mortal Kombat came out for the no, 16 bit systems. I hear you. But um, again, I think the issue is then those games became an issue and we got a ratings board and all that stuff. So I think people just shied away from uh, horror franchises, which is a shame because like uh, right now, like I would love to see somebody make like a Nightmare on Elm Street anthology game where you're playing through all of the games and the same thing with like a Friday the 13th. Although like, you know, now with the Friday the 13th game that came out for Xbox mm-hmm. um, and the De- uh, Dead by Daylight game that came out, yes. which uses Michael Myers, um, maybe now is the time because adults are playing games. So there may maybe be an opportunity it? to revisit this um, because think about it this way. Like I would love the Friday the 13th game as you know turned into like a nightmare on elm street game where you're playing all the kids that have fallen asleep and you have powers but then freddy's coming after you like and he's coming after you with your worst fears and things like that i think it's a perfect setup to do that that'd be that'd be pretty sweet uh but you're right as far as like adults playing games but to um i'm going to show you this real quick speaking of as well uh with adults um and kind of playing games so funko is putting out a line of uh horror pop vinyls uh alien jason and freddy but now they're starting and not just related to games but now they're starting to put out more 8-bit pops and i just sent anthony a photo look at these pops oh i want all of those so they have freddy jason and alien but then they also have now what's called Chase Pops. Uh, I think these are going to be Chase. Chase Pops are pretty much like those rarities that aren't everywhere. Like maybe like one every 100 Pops will be a Chase. And it looks like, if I'm not mistaken, that bottom one looks like the, maybe the NES Freddy Krueger because he has that different color palette to him. That is, uh, clearly, that like clearly the NES Purple Jason, which I adore. Yep. And a uh, blood-stained, a green blood-stained alien. Uh, a bleeding alien, basically. Bleeding, yeah. 
So, uh, but uh, that... yes, I would like all of those, please. <laughs> I don't know when they're coming out, but Funko is getting ready to put those out. Uh, so, yeah, who knows? With the success of Friday the Thirteenth, the new one, with the success of uh, uh, what was it? Uh, Dead by Daylight, Dead by Dawn Night. What yes. was it called? Death Dead by, by Daylight. Death by Chocolate. Death by chocolate. The um, we may very well see a Friday the Thirteenth, but for now, I mean, and I have to say this, Ant, and I'm gonna give you much kudos on this because you picked the right game with you streaming Friday the thir- um, excuse me, with you streaming Nightmare on Elm Street. It's gotten so many views for us from yep. other people. Like we've had our videos viewed, and I want to give a shout out to Victims and Villains. To Captain Nostalgia, Josh, I want to give a shout out to Super Retro Game Time because they're sharing, and everyone else, they're sharing our videos. And we've gotten hits, we've gotten views, we've gotten likes, but the amount of likes that we've gotten in one week, we hit 500 likes a week ago, which by the way, thank you everyone who liked us, who like us. You like us, you really like us. We appreciate it. We should uh, do. Uh, even 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 though Larry gets to be over dramatic about it. A little, well, yeah, very much. Uh, <laughs> but in one week, we got we almost hit another hundred in one week, and I feel like the responsibility of that is from Nightmare on Elm Street. Well, you're welcome. <laughs> and uh, so that's the biggest impact on society. Nightmare on Elm Street on the NES has hit. It has given us many more fans and have opened people up to the retro gamers. So thank you. A Nightmare on Elm Street for the NES. And that's this week's Retro Spotlight. Larry, I want to know, what is this week's Cheat of the Week? Anthony, I will tell you. Uh, sticking with some horror, uh, I'm going to talk about Splatterhouse for the TurboGrafx-16, a game that I actually kicked Ooh. off. Yeah, I kicked off uh, Horror October with, and uh, it's a scary game. I love that series. And uh, what you can do is I'm going to give you the level select for Splatterhouse. Ooh, cheaters. Yeah, here we go. So while, go. while the rain is falling on that title screen, you want to press run and press select, select, select. So you're going to press run, then you'll hit select three times. After that, you hit button one while holding down left on the directional pad. Oh. And if you select level zero... You head right to the end boss. That's kind of awesome. Absolutely. How those control how those controls uh will work on the Wii version for the virtual console, not hundred percent sure, but if you're still rocking a TurboGrafx sixteen, that's how you level select on Splatterhouse for the TurboGrafx sixteen, and that is your cheat of the week. And this week in <laughs> What do we I, got, bro? All right, my ears are bleeding, so that means it's time for this week in gaming. I'm sorry, what? I can't hear you. <laughs> you just, I, I just I, hear an echo. I think I lost an eardrum. <laughs> all right, so uh, let's jump into this week in gaming. Uh, we're going to go all the way back to uh, 1982. So 1982, it, we are celebrating the 35th anniversary Mm-hmm. Of the Game and Watch widescreen of Donkey Kong Jr. Ooh, all right. Uh, released in Japan 35 years ago this week. Nice. Yep. Uh, we're gonna jump to uh, a year later, 1983. Uh, also Game and Watch, this time in the United States. Game and Watch multi-screen <laughs> uh, for Lifeboat. Okay. Fair I don't enough. Know if you ever played that one? Yep. Uh, I don't think I have. 
1984 on the PC Booter version. What is that? Uh, I don't know, um, oh, but I want to look it up now. Yeah. PC Booter. Um, the game was called Spitfire Ace. <laughs> All righty. Sounds like fun. Sure it was. Um, 1980. Oh, by the way, you know, we as retro gamers, uh, when we go through these lists, we do not know every single game in existence. So some <laughs> games surprise us just as much as they may be surprising you listeners. <laughs> uh, Spitfire Ace would be one of them. Uh, moving on to 1985 on the Sega Master System in Japan, uh, we got Great Soccer. Not just soccer. Great Soccer. Is that the sequel to Good Soccer? Uh, I don't know. Okay. Um, I, I'll have to ask Japan <laughs> uh, or Sega. Uh, moving on to 1986 on the, well, on the MSX. Do you know what that is? I believe it is a version of a home computer, early Microsoft. Oh, very cool. Well, on this home computer, early version by Microsoft, uh, in 1986, we got the Tower of Druaga. Oh, sounds, sounds uh, empowering. Yes, very. Uh, climb the Tower of Juraka. There you go. Uh, moving on to 1987 on the Sega Master System, also in Japan, uh, we got SDI, Strategic Defense Initiative. <laughs> sounds like it should be on a, a summer T-shirt next to uh, FBI. It sounds like it should be in the Army. Uh, <laughs> moving on to 1988. Very, 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 very important release. And the 29th anniversary of Nintendo's ultra classic and possibly the best version, uh, the best game in his entire library, Super Mario Brothers 3. Wow, it's that old? 29 years old. Good gosh. Yep. And probably the only video game that we know of that actually had a movie that was basically an advertisement for the game. It announced it. It yep. announced it. And for some reason, that girl still knew where the warp whistle was. Yes, she did. Spoiler <laughs> alert. Moving on to 1989. Uh, in Japan, the Game Boy version of Castlevania The Adventure. Oh, okay. Uh, not the best Game Boy version, but it was good. All right. Uh, we're moving on to 1990 on the Sharp X68000. Ding, 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 ding. Uh, we got a game called Pius. <laughs> okay. I, I, let's leave it there. <laughs> uh, moving on to 1991 on DOS. Okay. We got Crystal Caves. All right. I'm thinking Crystal Castles. Okay. No, not Crystal yeah. Castle. Crystal Caves. So it's still crystals, but in caves. <laughs> uh, moving on to 1992. Uh, a very interesting. Uh, this is now. This would be the 25th anniversary of Microsoft Windows 3.1. Wow, which included really? game, which included games like Solitaire and Minesweeper and all that stuff. Classics. Yep, and chess. I used to play <laughs> chess on Windows three point one. I think I used to too. <laughs> yep. Well, because it was just cool to have a computer, and it's like I'm going to play chess <laughs> against the computer. Yeah, honestly. <laughs> and that made you think you were cool. Uh, moving on to 1993 on the Atari ST. Okay. We got Pac-Man on E's, and when I say E's, I mean E apostrophe S. Oh, not not the hallucinogenic drug. No, okay. not Pac-Man, not, not Pac-Man on E. <laughs> Pac-Man Pac on E's. Fair enough. And it was, it was very interesting because I had I had to look that up because I had no idea what it was, and it's basically <laughs> it's it's a Pac-Man game, but the levels are all weird oh. and colorful, 
So I can understand why it's saying Pac-Man on E, because I think you you watching or playing the game, I think you must think you're tripping. Because <laughs> it's like got like all like the board has like all of these like like the walls in the board are designed and they're all like super neon colors and really? flowers and it, yeah. You know. Might huh. be Pac-Man for hippies. Fair enough. Don't know. Uh moving on to nineteen ninety-four on the Sega Genesis in Japan, Sonic and Knuckles. Ooh, I like that game. Excellent game. Um, and now we go to 1995 in the arcade. Yes, there were still arcades wow. in 1995. Uh, Marvel Superheroes. Oh, Fighting. nice. Yes. Uh, later ported to consoles as Marvel Superheroes War of the Gems. Mm-hmm. Uh, moving on to 1996 on the Neo Geo CD. Uh, the King of Fighters 1996. They came out with a version of that game every single year until I don't know when. Yeah, they sure did, which is weird because all it was were fighters. It's not like really. Yeah. But they every every year there was a new version. I think until like two thousand five or oh, six. Oh, and or they sold. Yeah. They sold. Yes. Yeah. That's why. That's why they kept making them. Yeah. All right, nineteen ninety six. Uh, I'm sorry, nineteen ninety seven. We just did nineteen ninety six. Nineteen ninety seven on the Nintendo sixty four. We got Madden Football sixty four. Okay, I think I had that. That was a good game. Yeah. Remember how like most N sixty four games had the sixty four after <laughs> yeah, it? Yeah, kind of like Super on the on yeah, the exactly. N64 it was, Nintendo. It, it was just to remind you, yes, it's a sixty four bit system because PlayStation was only thirty two bit. That is true. I felt like it was so just it, a Nintendo thing to do. It was. It's like, hey, we're better. Yeah. Our numbers higher. <laughs> uh, moving on to nineteen ninety eight, also on the Nintendo sixty four F Zero X. Oh, classic. If they make the uh, the N sixty four classic, that game better be the first one on there. Oh, it should absolutely be on it. That that game was awesome. I felt like that rivaled uh, Mario Kart. Oh, absolutely. On the N sixty four, absolutely. Uh, moving on to nineteen ninety nine on the Sony PlayStation, we got Grand Theft Auto two. Ooh, okay. Yep. Love that game. Yeah. Uh, moving on to two thousand on the N sixty four, it is the seventeenth anniversary of the Legend of Zelda Majora's Mask. Congratulations, but I was not which I know a fan. I I know you were not a fan of that no. game. I loved that game. That <laughs> game was so awesome. Sorry, that's all right. You're the minority. Uh, moving on to 2001 on the PlayStation 2, another game that re you know that basically uh, re, I don't know I don't know how to say it. It basically introduced a whole new version of gaming. Grand Theft Auto 3. Oh yeah, that open world, the whole 3D. open world thing. Yep, started there. Punching hookers, yeah. Yeah, it really did. Hot coffee. There you uh, go. Yep, yep. <laughs> hot coffee coach. That's right. You know, invite a hooker into your car, you know, watch the car shake, and then when she gets out, kill her and get your money back. <laughs> well, it was hot coffee because you brought it back to your apartment, and all you saw was the coffee rock back and forth. That's very true. Yeah, that's what it was. Yeah, I was sure. That's exactly what it was. Uh, moving on to 2002 <laughs> on the Xbox, GameCube, PlayStation, and PlayStation 2, mm-hmm. uh, Tony Hawk Pro Skater 4. Okay. Which I think was the last of the good Tony Hawk games. Agreed. Moving on to 2003 on the PlayStation 2, a game you and I played ad nauseum. WWE SmackDown, Here Comes the Pain. <laughs> yes. Great game. Awesome game. Uh, now we're going to 2004 on the Game Boy Advance, uh, a title you've heard twice already. Game- Grand Theft Auto Advance. Oh, yeah. It's kind of... It was pretty much... Like a top-down version of GTA 3, almost. Yeah, basically. Yeah. Uh, but a lot of Grand Theft Autos came out in October, I see. Yeah, it's kind of uh, like their, their time of the year to come out. 
Exactly. Um, coming out uh, in in 2005 on Windows, uh, Call of Duty 2. Nice. Yep. And we're going to close out this week in gaming in 2006 on the Xbox, PlayStation 2, PlayStation Portable, Windows, Game Boy Advance. And for the first time, I'm announcing a game on the Xbox 360. Ooh. Whoa. Uh, well, only because it came out on all of these systems at <laughs> once. Uh, Marvel Ultimate Alliance. Oh, you remember that one? I love that game. I keep going back and forth whether or not to rebuy it with the souped-up graphics. Yeah, you know, I have it for, I think I have it for 360, and I honestly can say I only played the first level, and I never went back to play it again, and I need to go back and play it, because it was was awesome. I just, I don't know why I never went back to play it again. And I think, one, because I don't think we mentioned it last week, um, I'm going to, you know, how can we re- be whoa let's try that again how can Please. we be remiss in mentioning uh, a game that just turned 30 this week uh or recently mike tyson's punch out yes happy 30th anniversary i don't know how uh how we missed that last week um yeah i do i, I know why but i'm not gonna break the fourth wall <laughs> Uh, okay, well, we won't break the fourth wall, man, and we'll just leave it be. <laughs> uh, but yeah, man, 30, and it was funny, too, because when we we shared a post, our buddy Player One over at Super Retro Game Time uh, was playing Mike Tyson's Punch-Out for the 30th anniversary, we shared the, the video feed, and I went into work the next day, and I had people coming up to me going, I can't believe that game is 30 years old. That was my favorite game on the NES. And you've kind of, for a minute, you forget how good Mike Tyson's Punch-Out was, because... It wasn't necessarily a boxing game as what as much as it was muscle memory. Yeah, exactly. But at the same time, it was just, you know, I'm sorry, it was the probably the first boxing game that was awesome, like really, really popular. Um, and you had the at the time, the best boxer in oh, the world in the video game. Absolutely. So happy birthday, Mike Tyson's punch out. Yep. Happy birthday. All right. And with that, we're going to close up another week here at the Retro Gamers. Uh, Ant, you got anything coming up? Anything to promote? Anything to to talk? Uh, uh, No, I don't think I will. Well, you know, um, I am doing doing a walk in a couple of weeks uh, to promote the... um, uh, the American Federation of Suicide Prevention. So I've got that coming up on November fourth, and um, uh, we actually really we do forward to that. Yeah, we do have a link uh, on our Facebook page. You know, Josh with Victims and Villains and the PS Midnight Cast, and with Brandon, they do a lot of suicide prevention, suicide awareness. And Anthony, I know that uh, you're doing this walk, which is tremendous. We do have the link, and we'll repost it on our Facebook page, Facebook.com/slash Retro Gamers Podcast. So if you want to donate to Anthony's cause. To um, it's the more money he can raise, they'll eventually put him in a rickshaw and they'll just push him instead of him having to walk. That that would be preferable. <laughs> so uh, check it out. Any little bit helps. So uh, check that out on our Facebook page. Yep, uh, that's really all I have going on. Um, I I will be another year older the next time we rec- we record. Yes, boy, talk about birthdays. That's right. Happy birthday. Uh, and you know what? My birthday couldn't come at a better time because my birthday is happening on like this this uh, what call it? This social media like firestorm of stuff happening. Like Stranger Things is coming out that weekend. Super Mario Odyssey is coming. There's a ton of stuff coming out this weekend. It's almost like everybody's trying to celebrate me. <laughs> it's like they knew. I think they did. 
<laughs> well, happy birthday, Anthony. I, I, I know I sent them emails. <laughs> uh, thank you. <laughs> and all right, cool, cool. So you'll be having a fun weekend. Um, I'm oh, gonna I definitely be, will. <laughs> I'll be at Chiller Theater this weekend uh, with Ooh. actually the co-host of the Yin and the Yang, another uh, podcast on the More of the Same Network, Anthony Chu. We'll Very be at cool. Chiller. I think we're going to broadcast a lot. Well, when I say broadcast, get, we're going to record a show live from Get Chiller. me Michael Myers' autograph. I'm going to see what I can do. Uh, how about on Tony a, Danza? On a, on a butcher's knife. How about Tony Danza? No. No? All right. Well, he's going to I, don't want, I don't want the boss. I want Michael Myers. Mona. So we're going to be there uh, for Chiller Theater. And beyond that, uh, you know, you can probably find me at every other uh, Islanders hockey game. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> Um, so yeah, uh, uh, I'm, you know, I was gonna say something about the Rangers, but I am not that skilled in talking hockey, so I know when to stop. No, I will bury you. <laughs> I will bury you. You in put hockey. me under the ice. Yes, I will. Follow us everywhere on Facebook, of course, Instagram at the underscore retro gamers. And, uh, wherever you are, remember, you can subscribe on iTunes, Spreaker, iHeartRadio. We're on Amazon Alexa now. So you wow. can tell Alexa to play us. And, uh, of course, YouTube. And not only that, but remember, this is, we're just one part. I mean, we are the top part of this ship that we run that's called the More of the Same Network. And, of course, the Retro Gamers is the top show. It's the A show. I know that for a fact. I say it on all the other shows. Well, of, co- of course it's the A show. I'm on it. Absolutely. And it's the longest running. Uh, that, well, you know, that, that does count for something. So we got the Retro Gamers every Tuesday. Check out me and Anthony Chu on the Yin and the Yang every Thursday. Uh, myself and Frank Messina, we are on the better half every other Wednesday. That will actually drop next week. Uh, and this is all part of the More of the Same Network, a, a wonderful family of shows that we have, hopefully to expand even more. I, I say that with nothing in the bank, but whatever. Uh, and give us five star ratings, even if you want to say bad stuff about us. As long as you put five stars on there on <laughs> Apple Podcast, who cares? Uh, I don't think people are going to give us five stars if they want to talk badly about us. <laughs> well, it's an idea. Give us five stars on Apple Podcasts. It gets our name out there. And thank you very much for listening. And again, happy birthday. I will catch you next thank week. Thank you. Um, you will catch me next week. Uh, but I-, I wanted to point out something to you. There is one thing I definitely will not be doing on my birthday. What is that? Um, unfortunately, well, I will not be playing a Virtual Boy because Virtual Boy sucks. <laughs> Hashtag VB sucks, y'all. When was the last time you thought about your batteries? I mean, that's what they do, right? Stay unnoticed, unseen, shoved in a battery compartment, and click, your stuff works. But you're going to be thinking about this one. Duracell Optimum, the battery that can make your devices work even better than copper top. Toothbrushes, faster. Screwdrivers, faster. RC cars, yeah. An upgrade without upgrading. So just this one time, do you and your devices a favor and upgrade to the power of Duracell Optimum. For over 30 years, Lexus has made the driveway a special place. But this year, some new driveway traditions appeared, like birthdays and drive-by graduation parades. Here's to making the driveway the place to celebrate. Deck your driveway at the Lexus December to Remember sales event. Find exclusive offers on our most popular models with contactless delivery. Now through January 4th. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. Click the banner to discover more.